0: Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language,
1: feeding, play, and much more in between. Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. Today is an episode all about our favorites. So we have decided to put together some of our favorite books and things that we really enjoy from our own homes and also with our um, families. And we've picked some favorites to talk about today that we're really excited to share. I know these are kind of more along the lines of some tried and true that you might have in your own libraries already. So really, when Kim and I talked about doing Friday Favorites, we really had a mission to really show families the inside and core of what we do as speech therapists. Why is it different? The The way that we are interacting with a book, how are we getting different results? How are we getting tremendous progress with our kids, with language, with all kinds of things with books? And hopefully we can show you today a little bit about how we approach these favorite books, what we do with them, how we're targeting them, and also how we make it a full body experience with movement, with our muscles, and then also really a kind of a whole picture with activities and and other things with no Pinterest required, I might <laughs> add, because we're we're busy moms. We don't have time for that. So no activities needed. Just the book and yourselves. So hopefully this gives you some good um, information today. and, highlight some of our favorites. So Kim, what was your favorite book that you
0: brought today? Well, I brought the same book that you brought. So I had to (laughs) um, go back and figure out another one, which wasn't hard because I have a ton of favorite books and it is another Eric Carl book. He is definitely one of my favorites. You're going to, I'm probably going to go through all of his books when, whenever we do Friday favorites, but it's because of just the way that he writes his books. There's a lot of rhyming and repetition. And I would say that's one of the biggest things when you're trying to focus on speech and language. And when you're using books, you want something that has a good, just that repetition, some good rhyming, things, are gonna, things that are going to stick with kids. So he, I just love the way that he creates his books. Everything is always colorful. You'll also see some of the same animals and objects across his Different books, and so that gives that familiarity for kids. So this one is called Head to Toe. I think it's one that probably a lot of families already have. So a lot of the times when I bring it out, kids are already familiar with this book, so it's great. But especially with my younger kids, if they're not they're not using expressive language yet, this is a great one because I'm always going to go back and work on imitating actions. It's one of my first goals I work on with kids. We do it through songs and we do it in books, but this is a great one to do it because it's working on some really great actions. And so every animal is doing a different action. So you have the penguin who's turning his head. You have the giraffe bending his neck, the monkey waving his arms. And so each page just says, I'm a monkey and I can wave my arms. Can you do it? And then I usually wave my arms really big or do whatever the action is. And then the little boy in the book says, I can do it. And you kind of wait for your child to do the same thing. They may not. And they may not for 10 different times that you read the book, but that's okay because you're going to continue to go through the book. You're going to do the the actions and they're going to be watching it. And eventually they're going to imitate it, imitate it. And Mary and I were talking earlier too. They may not even ever imitate it when you're doing the book, they might imitate it if you're at the zoo and you see the monkey and then they're going to be like waving their arms and remember that the monkey waved their arms. Um, or there's one at the back with the elephant stomping his feet. So you might be in a completely different setting and someone's stomping their feet and they're going to associate it back to stomping the feet with that elephant. And they might try it then. So it also is a great book to work on pronouns. It has a lot of it's I, 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 I can do it. And then you ask that question, can you, and then you're passing it over to the child that you're talking about. So it's just a great way to model using those pronouns. I, and you, even if they aren't quite there yet. Um, Cause usually what is a toddler going to say? Me can, me can do it. <laughs> and they're using that me a lot. So it's like, I can do it. Can you, so you're modeling that correct grammar. So it's just great. You can work on animal vocabulary is a great target in here too. And it's just a really cute and fun book to do. I say, you know, it's like putting on a show. You're just going to, you don't have to get a lot of response because you're doing something the whole time. It's really engaging. And hopefully you're going to start getting some of that imitation from kids so that it becomes more of two people engaging back and forth, but it's just a great book. So Mary, I know you have this too. Mm I'm sure you use do it with your own kids and in therapy too. Yes. It's one
1: of my favorites. I, I, yeah. And I have a lot of favorites too, but that is a great one because, um, Eric Carl, again, just fantastic with the illustrations, but I love working on advanced body parts with this mm-hmm. book. And so advanced body parts are going to be that one step removed. So we think of our basic body parts as being eyes, nose, mouth, you know, ears, those kind of things. but The second level is going to be advanced body parts, which would be shoulders, your wrists, your eyelashes, you know, things that are not quite, yeah, just your basic body parts. So I know there's a page in there that says, I think it's, I think it's a gorilla, something where it's like, I can raise my shoulders. Can you do that? I can do that. And so you're raising your shoulders together. And as you do that, um, you're you're thinking about a, the verb of raise, what a great word, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. an advanced verb probably. Um, and then you're also thinking about that advanced body part of the raise imitating. And one of the things that, that I think about with this book and body parts in general, is a lot of times we get in this bad habit of testing and testing and testing the same body parts where you're saying, okay, where are your eyes? Where's your nose? Where's your mouth? And you're just always asking the questions and just testing a child over and over. And that's not the way that we learn body parts effectively and efficiently. So the the best place the best way to learn them is to attach a meaning with them. So raising your shoulders together as you're looking at the picture, you're imitating together and you're performing a motor pattern is going to solidify that vocabulary so much more than just saying where's your shoulders? where your shoulders here, here's my shoulders, where your shoulders. And if you're just testing
0: all the time, so using this book to facilitate that. You're right. And I think about, uh, there's another one in there with the, um, crocodile that's like wiggling his hips. And so that's fun and silly. And so the next time you're talking about your hips, they're going to, they are going to associate it back with the, the animals or the fun action that you were doing. And it just helps them learn things. And it's like, well, we, Talk about classrooms and teachers when they are just more engaging and they create a different environment. Kids soak that up. Yes. Actually, that's a great
1: idea. I like, I like the hips. I like the hips one too. And being engaging is, you know, turn on Alexa, have a dance party. you like, oh, let's do those, um, Book ones. Remember that we, we, look, Mm -hmm. raise your shoulders, wiggle your hips to the music, Mm -hmm.
0: stomp your feet.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then you're crossing categories. You're crossing your setting and you're doing it in a different way. And then again, just further solidifying the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how you really make that book just incredible is you can just, you know, put it across different contexts. Yeah.
0: So it's a great one. Mary, do you want to talk about the book that we brought? <laughs> yes. Okay, so we brought Chicka Chicka Boom
1: Boom, which is so nostalgic for me because I remember growing up, um I mean, this was one of the few books that we would, you know, pack on in the car or on the airplane or something when we traveled because it was such a favorite. It was going to be a must for bedtime stories. And Um, just with, I just remember sitting in my parents' lap with all my siblings around and, and reading this book. So it's kind of cool that, you know, it's coming full circle with reading to my own children and then in therapy too, it's one I've shared with a lot of people. So Chicka Chicka Boom Boom is first off illustrations. I like to start with that. Just, I love, you're going to notice all this blank space on the page. I love that. Lots of white negative space because that's going to make the objects in the picture really pop and what you're trying to get them to look at. So in this story, it is, if you're not familiar with it, um, the basic gist is that you've got all of these kids and the kids are alphabet letters. So the lowercase alphabet letters are going to go up a coconut tree and the tree is getting heavier and heavier and heavier as all the letters are coming up. And then, of course, at the end, the tree is going to fall down. All the letters, actually, the tree doesn't fall down, but all the letters fall down. And then the parents, the capital letters, have to come and get their children and help them up and put them to bed. And then you know, the ornery little, little kids are going to come back at the end of the book and they're sneaking out of bed and saying, Oh, okay, let's go climb that tree again. And so it's a cute little, I mean, it's a cute little concept. And, and as you're reading it, it's super engaging. So, um, you know, again, in order to be a favorite for the speech source, kids have to love it. And this book has definitely stood the test of time to show kids love this book. So, Um, when you're reading the book, I definitely recommend using a good rhythm and it already has this really great natural cadence, this rhythm and this movement and this kind of beat in your sound. And so you're going to kind of lean into that when you're, when you're reading and you're going to say, A told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree and kind of put that little peppy beat in it. And you're getting as excited. Um, but part of the uh, part of this is it keeps asking a question. The same question is "chicka chicka boom boom." Will there be enough room? And you kind of pause and look expectantly at your child, and they're going to say, "No, no." And so you're going to keep going, and then here comes all the letters. You can do really great fill in the blanks with this one. So kids who know the alphabet or they've just kind of memorized certain parts of it. You're going to say, look who's coming, L-M-N-O-P, and then they can jump in with that P. So that's a great way to read the book too, is there's just, you know, they're kind of in those chunks of music. They're musically kind of grouped together. So that Q-R-S and T-U-V, and you can plug it in. So it's a lot of great fill-ins for this alphabet. Um, and also when, whenever my husband and I kind of started this as we were reading as well, where we would kind of like use our hands as well to add some extra motion, got a super active boy, anything to make it, you know, like a full body experience with books mm-hmm. is, is always good for our family. So we'd take our fingers and run it up the coconut tree and say, um, you know, look who's coming. And then so you're running it up, your letters up. Oh no. And they're like, boom. And making really big crashing sounds kind of animate it. Um, Okay, so the last thing that I really enjoy about this book is on the very last page. It has all of the alphabet all together, the back cover, I guess. And it's got the uppercase, lowercase. And so it's a great opportunity to end the book with the song, the alphabet song. So you're going to sing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. and You're going to track as you're singing and you can go as slow as you want. That's also kind of like why I like singing myself more so than I like listening to the alphabet song on Alexa or something. Mm -hmm. I would prefer to say A, B, C, D, and it can be at the pace where a child can actually go along and track with me. Well that's and cause you can
0: sing Mary. Oh can no. all sing. Like you can <laughs> well, you can actually Well, really I mean you can actually you can just say hey I please. love the Alexa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Anything> <laughs> that true. helps me out. <laughs> oh man but see it's so fast. I want to just like push I know so slow. I know. Slow down. <laughs> engagement goes away real fast when I start to oh. <laughs> That's funny. Need a third party. Um, okay. Okay. Too sure, too.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, but no, I just, whenever I can incorporate music, I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, um, just think it's a great, again, it's just another way, another pathway of your brain to memorize something. I mean, Kim, I, so I am not good at memorizing strings of letters, strings of numbers. Like if I have to attach a meaning to it, attach a song to it. I don't think I would know my alphabet mm-hmm. if I didn't have that song, you know, if okay. you just asked yeah. me, no,
0: I don't think anybody would. That's a yeah. lot of letters. Yeah. To what comes before Q? I'd, I'd be like, yeah. oh, have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> like
1: yeah. just kind of thinking yeah. about it. So yeah. But, attach music to it. Okay. So Kim, what do you tell me about what your favorite things about this book is? Cause I know you had things to share about it as well.
0: Well, and it's a little bit, this. it's, it's a classic. And I think that either most families have it or they've seen it or they've read it but kids are going to come across it i feel like teachers in the classroom are always going to do some sort of unit or have a picture or have this book or do a song or something so it's just going to be so familiar to the kids but again like you said i love the song part that goes to it because kids are going to remember that and they're going it's going to help them remember what letters come after the next one. And it's just, it's a fun book. Kids love it. And it's the, wee you know, doing all those little sound effects and I don't know, maybe just the illustrations, but kids really do like it. And I do like to look up songs, (laughs) not me. (laughs) Okay. It's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not. Um, But I do know you can, there's so just like with Brown Bear, Brown Bear with Eric Carl, you can find, if you wanted to do more than just the book, you can Google chicka, chicka, boom, boom activities, and you're going to have all kinds of coloring pages. And if you did want to start, you know, printing stuff off and doing things, or I'm sure you can find all kinds of toys that have been produced, puzzles, games, all kinds of things that you can do on top of reading the book that can help reinforce that language and those letters and those concepts. And you can find songs that um, you can watch or listen to Um, that are engaging also. So I just think it's a great book that is amazing as a standalone book, but then it has lots of different language activities that you can chain on top of that. So it's obviously a favorite because we both brought it today because we see it work with all of our kids. And I don't think it's just us because everyone seems to, we see this book everywhere. It's a great one. Well, thanks so
1: much for listening to our Friday Favorites today. And we hope that you check us out on Instagram and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Please, um, if you like today's episode, leave us a rating and a review. We would so appreciate it. And feel free to, to share in the comments about what your favorite books might be or what you would love us to share how to make a favorite more of a language opportunity for your family. We would love that.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language,
1: feeding, and play.